Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim, Perik Hey, Pasuk Tesvav, by Yishlach Hiram Melech Tzor. Two flashbacks just to set the stage for what we are going to learn. And that is that back in Shmuel Bay's Perik Hay, at the time that David is completing his total conquest of all of Eretz Yisrael, he is moved from Hebron and is now entering Yerushalayim, where he is now to assume the throne of a united Bnei Yisrael. We pick it up where Vayishlach Chiram Melech Tsar, Chiram or Hiram if you want, the king of Tsar, uh, Tyre, um, sends to David messengers, and with that he gets them Atze Arazim, cedars of Lebanon, the Tsar is in Lebanon, Becherish Eitz, Yun Wood, Becherche Evan, Yun Stones, by Yivnu Bayis Ladavid. As a gift, he builds a house for David in Yerushalayim. David is very moved by this because it consolidates his feeling that he is now king, he is recognized by other nations, here is a king of a powerful nation that is sending him the materials to build a house in Yerushalayim. And out of this comes a tremendous friendship. Hiram is really enamored of David. He hero worships David. Uh, and so he maintains a relationship all through David's life. And now Shlomo ascends the Malchus. At the same time, we learn back in Javarim that, um, and let me quote it to you uh, in Parshish for A. Moshe tells B'nai Israel, you are going to cross the Yardin, by Yishaptim, by Eretz, Asher Hashem, Elohechem, Manchilestem. You will settle in the land the Kodesh Baruch Hu is taking you to. And when you have respite, uh, from all your surrounding enemies, misaviv v'yashapta beta, you will be in security. And now the place where Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to choose the shakhen shmosham, there you will build a base hamikdash. In other words, a prerequisite of building a base hamikdash is that you You will dwell in peace and security. So now, again, Hiram, as we say, is Tyre. Tyre is what we would call part of, northernmost part of Lebanon. Also today it would be modern Syria and Sidon. They're both of his kingdoms. And it is distinguished by one part of it being on the Mediterranean. So they were maritime, seafarers, etc. But the inner part, and still today, was the forests of Lebanon, which um, hosted probably the greatest 
beautiful trees in the regions of famous Arze Halbanon, the cedars of Lebanon. So with that as background, Hiram once again, after the death of David, he sends, as was customary, kings would send a delegation to literally Nichem of Elim to extend their condolences. He heard that Shlomo is now ruling on the throne of David. So we say he loved David. It wasn't political, it wasn't strategic. He absolutely adored King David, and they had a wonderful mutual relationship. So he sends a delegation offering Nichem Avelim, and Shlomo responds by Yishach Shlomo el Chiram Lemor, Ata Yodata es David Avi, you knew my father, Ki lo yochol libnos bayis l'shem Hashem elokov, mipnei ha-milchama asheh You know that his greatest desire was to build a base hamikdash, but the Kaddish Baruch Hu persuaded him not to because of the wars that surrounded him. This is a very interesting euphemism, as it was, because as Radak says, He didn't really come clean with Hiram, telling him what the real thing the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, the Kaddish Baruch Hu held him back, he didn't tell the truth, entirely because it wouldn't be to David's covet, but Armalo Zehatam Hanira. This is what the apparent reason is, because what he said to David was your hands are bloodied. Your hands are totally bloodied from war. You would be unqualified. Leave it to your son. But what he tells me is that, that it was because that there were wars breaking out all over him. Until now, the Kaddish Baruch Hu has given, um, Ragli can be either read my feet or Raglo, his David's feet, until he trod over them, he conquered those enemies. Now continue Shlomo, Kaddish Baruch Hu has given me respite surrounding me. Ain't Satan, the ain't Pegara. Satan, is there are no domestic enemies like David had all his life? Ain't Pegara, there are no foreign enemies that David had. The nation dwells in serenity and tranquility. The Hinani Omer live no bias l'shem Hashem alokai. And now I am fully ready to build this house of worship to the Kaddish Baruch just as David said to my father, Bincha, your son, Asher Atein Tachtecha Al Kisecha, who I will have rule in your throne, who Yivnecha Bayes Lishmi. He will build the bias for me. And now the time has come. And this is what Shlomo is asking of Hiram. Now, Save. Command by Yechrasuli Arazim Min Habanon, cut down for me these cedars of Lebanon. My servants will work alongside your servants. I will pay the wages 
of your workers, um, whatever you say. Notice he doesn't mention I'm paying the price of the wood, and we're going to see why. Ki acha yodata ki einbonu ish yodel lechros eitzim katsidonim. No one knows the art of cutting down and hewing the lumber of the trees of Lebanon as your workers do. The Mephoshim argue, as well they might, these are zehavonon. Shlomo is, in effect, using the total product of a foreign country. They argue that there is forests of the, that grow these Arze Havanon in Israel's territories, that you get further north, those trees are, and that Shlomo is going to use those Arze Havanon. But we're not so sure. One, they may not have them in the sufficient quantity. In fact, we know they don't have them in the Israeli side of the border. And two, Shlomo felt, say the Mepharshim, they weren't of the quality. So he wants Hiram to see that his workers cut the wood, the Arze Havonon, his workers will go shoulder to shoulder with him. He will pay Hiram whatever the workers' salaries are, no uh, questions asked. When he hears this, he is overjoyed. He's overjoyed because the portion say he may have had some concerns as to Shlomo himself. Because as we say, he just adored David and he may have legitimate worries that he's not the son that, uh, or the man really that his father was. So he's delighted. Vayomer Baruch Hashem, blessed be Hashem Hayom Hashem, Hassan David ben Chacham al Ha'om Harav Hazeh. Blessed be the Kaddish Baruch who has given a successor to David who is such, with such wisdom, rules this nation. Vayishlach Chiram el Shlomo, now he responds to Shlomo Lemor, Shemati Esasher Shalachti Eli. I understand the message you gave me. Aniya says, Kol Chavtsecha Ba'atse Arozim U Ba'atse Beroshim. I will not only do what you have asked me with regard to the cedars of Lebanon, I am going to give you cypress trees. He goes over and above what Shlomo asked him. Incidentally, there's a, a, a medrash that we'll learn, learn later that the Kaddish Baruch Hu may not be as delighted as you would think with Hiram's wholesale participation and delight and even control over the Beis HaMikdash. He thinks that Hiram maybe should have had a more modest role and that that may set up the ultimate destruction. It's a, a parish that's pretty controversial. You will get to later in the Shiurim. So, uh, he gives them more than he asks. My servants, my wood craftsmen, will go down to the sea, to the Labonum, down the Mediterranean. He works out a very clever system. I am going to send the trees that have been cut down as rafts. On the sea, I'm going to send these down. I am going to make literally Dvarim as rafts. If you read Rashi, Rashi uses the word rafsodot, 
which is rare. That's the derivation of the word. I am going to send you take the trees, you bundle them together on rafts, you float them down to the sea to any place you tell me, and there what happens is you dismantle them there and transport them inland to any place you want. And moreover, you I've got a favor to ask of you. Apparently, while the nation was very Lebanon, was very productive in trees and they were merchants, Hiram may have been running short of financial uh, resources for his own court. I'd like you to send money to sustain my household, theoretically, during this period. Anything he needs in the trees, they're his. And as for his request, the household, he gives him 20,000 car of wheat, makoles, to sustain his house, and just as Hiram went beyond the request for uh, just uh, cedars, he goes beyond the request for Esrim Kor Shemen Kosis, 20 cores of very precious, expensive oil. He sends this to Hiram year by year. Is it, as some of Horsham say, as long as the workers were working on the base Hamikdash, or two, he sends it to Hiram for life. For the lifetime of Hiram, Hiram gets that from Shlomo year by year. Vashem nosan chachma l'shlomo, seems to be a non sequitur, we know this, Kaddish Baruch gave Shlomo wisdom, kasher di berlo, vayihi shalom ben Hiram uven shlomo, vayichrisu brish nehem. But its purpose is to emphasize that from this chachma, that again, Hiram now is in awe of, it strengthens the bond between the two. And out of that comes a formal peace treaty. So now, somebody's got to pay for this. He puts a tax, and the taxes we're going to see is not a tax of money. He conscripts 30,000 men to help with the cutting, the ewing construction. He sends them to Lebanon, and he does it in a very clever system. 10,000 workers go to Lebanon, 20,000 remain back in Israel. The month changes, they stay in Lebanon, and then they come back, and the second group of 10,000 goes up. Similarly, the third month, the second group of 10,000 comes back, and the third group of 10,000 goes up. He rotates the group so that no man would be there more than three months a year. Now, Adoniaram, who we've described as the Secretary of Treasurer, is al Hamas. Uh, you know, coordinates this entire effort. He has among his own nation 70,000 porters. Their job is transportation because the stone comes from Eretz Yisrael and you have got tremendous work with the stone. 
And so they need 70,000 people to take the stone, hewn out of the mountain, transport it to the temple precincts in Yerushalayim. Levad misarei hanitzavim l'shlomo asher hamlochim shloshes alafim u'shlosh meo 30,300 additional who are engaged in the active work. So let's go over those numbers. 70,000 porters, 80,000 ewers, that's 150, and then an extra 3,000 with Shlosh Mayot, 163,300. Who are these workers? These workers, believe it or not, are Canaanites that he conscripts. Remember, they did not conquer all the pockets of the Canaanim, the Yebusim, the Chitim, etc. They are Gerim. They live under certain rights. They must keep the, in order to convert the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noah. But the time has come now that Shlomo has taken them. They're not slaves, as it were. They are what you might say conscripted workers. And fascinatingly enough, the Mephorshim say, how many of these Canaanite men over a certain age were there left in Israel that fit this category? 173,000, 163,300. Exactly the number conscripted for this job. Vayitzavev ha-melech, vayisu avonim gedolos, and their job is to bring these huge stones, avonim yekoros, very expensive stones, liyaset ha-bayis avnei gosses, they're using the most expensive, Expensive on the Avnei Gosses as the foundation, and the Mephorshim say this is to the Tzidkis of Shlomo. No one sees the foundation, and yet he spared nothing in putting it there. By Yifsalu b'nei Shlomo b'nei Chiram b'Hagbulim, and so now they carve out, they you out the Shlomo servants and Chiram servants. B'Hagvilim, Hagvilim is a third category of very carefully artisans. They were artisans who were just expertise in the hewing out of the fine stone. They prepared all the stone, all the wood, everything is order. There is nothing to do now but to actually begin the building of the bias Rishon, which in Yitzhak Shem, we will do Monday morning, 8.45 a.m.